1: What is up, Hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Swanauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to give our quarter of the way through the season NFL award picks. So if the season were to end today, who would win MVP, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, etc. And then, of course, we're going to do the Stay Hot locks leading up to Week 5. But before we get into all that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today?
2: I uh I thought the podcast was at five. I have it in my calendar at five for some reason, even though we've done it at three o'clock on on Wednesday for how many weeks in a row? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was I was gunning for a nap, so at about oh. two forty, you know, I was you know I was I was ready for it. You know, I was. you in your nightgown time. and cap. Oh, yeah, I cap. had. I mean, I was candle. I was right bro, about the bro like had the his bonnet mode. on, and it was uh, bro had
1: his bonnet on. He was ready. <laughs>
2: And I'd, I had that epiphany that no, I have to record here in 20 minutes. So I'm a little sleepy, but outside well, of that, I'm, I'm glad good.
1: you. I'm glad you had that epiphany. And
2: <laughs> I wish I had slept through it. Man. Um.
1: <laughs> wow, Matt. I know Matt, Matt really hates harsh. the Stay Hot. Matt hates the Stay Hot podcast. That's what we've learned here today. Well, make sure you all subscribe to the YouTube and follow us on Instagram, and of course, add us on Snapchat. Stay hot. On all platforms at Stay Hot BW on Instagram, Stay Hot. Just search it on Snapchat. I know you have Snapchat. Just go in there, search it. You could also find it in the link of our social bios. And of course, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button, right? But if you're not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube, click the subscribe button under Stay Hot. But let's hop in NFL Awards. The way we're gonna do this, we're gonna do every single award, you know, one at a time. And each of us will just list off who we have to win that award. So we're going to start with Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, this one might have some pretty big contenders. Um, but Theo, who is your Comeback Player of the Year?
3: To me, it's obvious. And I
1: can't obvious? even bet on him.
3: I can't even bet on him. He's not even <laughs> in the awards. Like, he has no odds.
1: Like Did on Vandal? <laughs> yeah,
3: you can't bet on him. He's someone who was hurt with a hand injury in week five last year, missed the entire rest of the season, and is coming back this year playing like one of the best players at his position. He's a franchise left tackle, and it's Laramie Tunsell. Laramie Tunsil has been
1: oh.
3: <laughs> amazing this year. He has been just phenomenal. He has been shutting everyone down. He's playing angry, violent. I've loved watching him. Anytime, for whatever reason, I'm watching a Texans game, my eyes are drawn to Tunsil because he's just like playing violently. And he's he's like Andrew Thomas, I think, has been the best left tackle this year. But Laramie Tunsil yeah. is is right there with him, in my opinion. Um, he's been playing fantastic. And, uh, yeah, offensive linemen will never get the recognition to win this award, but there's not any players who I think fit the description of comeback player of the year as well as he does right now. I mean, there's guys like Saquon who played most of last season. There's guys like Derrick Henry who played most of last season, who actually made his comeback last season. He played in the playoffs. (laughs) There's guys like Baker and Jameis that you can bet on who who were, you know, just playing horribly this year. You can bet on all these players but you can't bet on Laramie Tunsil because he's a lineman, even though of all the guys who missed significant time last year and are making their comeback this season. And it wasn't a super significant injury. He like had surgery on his thumb or his hand or something. Um, so like there's, there's that, which maybe you could dig him. It's not, he's not coming back from a Joe Burrow, Alex Smith injury. Maybe he come back player of the year it should be Brian Robinson. Cause he got shot and is coming back five weeks later. Uh, if you want to go by that metric. But to me, the, the spirit of the award is who's someone who missed significant time last year who's balling out this year, and to me, right. the the guy who's doing that the most, more than Christian McCaffrey, more than Michael Thomas, more than any of these guys, is actually alignment Laramie Tunsil.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I didn't even think about Laramie Tunsil.
3: No
2: one As does. An option man, for
1: that, that that's that's a very good pick, Matt.
2: I have James Robinson. He's coming off a much harder injury to come yes. back from, and I, I actually, I actually really yes. disagree. I, I, I like the idea of like, okay, offensive lineman should be able to win this award. Thumb injury, like, nah, man. I'm sorry. That's that. I would say that is actually not the spirit of the award at all. I no. think I think the spirit of the award is very much who is coming back and still being good from the
3: worst injury. And I think that's been the, your- that's been the spirit. Yeah, that's been the spirit of the award these past couple years, because Alex Smith, I think Alex Smith almost changed the way that this award is handed out because he played like garbage the year that he came back. But the fact that he was but back yeah, at all, he wasn't to like supposed to be walking,
1: he, he wasn't supposed to be walking, let alone playing football.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's more interesting than like who is able to come back and at least like be a real NFL player from the worst injury rather than just like who happened to be injured last year. But it's like I messed up my thumb or it's like I. Yeah, because I mean, if 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 it's not I don't want to say it's not impressive to come back from any injury, but if it's not impressive
3: to come back from the injury, then it's like, what is the award about really? Right. Right. Laramie Tunsil's been a good tackle. And he just continued once he was back he continued to like everyone should have expected him to continue to be good. So I can see the logic here a little bit. Yeah, I, I other, don't think James Robinson is a bad pick at all.
2: The problem is that Robinson did not play well last week. The, uh, the, the week before this was an awesome take because he was coming off this huge game. And I think what's so impressive about Robinson for me is that like. There was no guarantee he gets, you know, any sort of role in that offense back. New head coach, first round pick. It's the easiest position group to get replaced in. It's the worst, pretty much like worst injury you can possibly have. And he's still back out there and he put up just like 100 or whatever yards that week. Yeah, man, to me, but... You know, you could argue that a guy like Saquon, I think, is up there, too, who has been dealing with injuries so much. And it's it was getting to the point where I don't know if he's ever going to be the same guy. And then yeah. he very much is. So I think Saquon's another good choice. But I wanted to
3: rip. Uh, I have I have Saquon with Robinson. another award. So, That's, like, I didn't want to oh, give him this one. I would if I right. didn't have him am disappointed. place.
1: In, I n- I'm disappointed in you, Theo. You break Not my heart. Say. You really do.
3: <laughs> Who said it's offensive player of the year? There's, there's other, there's MVP. You know, you've got to Yo. stay tuned. Which one Yo. am I giving him?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. James Robinson and Saquon were my top two for this one. I couldn't pick between. The two of them, so they get to share the award because they're that's both... bogus. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's more
3: bogus than Pick the Laramie Tunsil answer. Oh, right? it
1: <laughs> James! It'll go to. I'll give it to James Robinson. Coming, Matt. Matt put it best. Coming back from the the Achilles, it's so hard. It's really so hard to do. Um, with with Travis Etienne there. I mean, I I don't want to just regurgitate everything you said, Matt. But it's it. I mean, James Robinson. In the spirit of the award.
2: I think it's the most impressive <laughs> comeback.
1: That's yeah, that could be true. I'll say, year. like, I mean, even... What, what, is his, what is his, like, t- uh, touch share compared I to have, ETN? I have no idea. I don't know,
3: but I can say that over a 17-game pace right now, even with the disappointment last week, he's on pace for about 1,200 yards and 17 touchdowns. He's already scored four in four weeks. So, that's... He's, he's been... A, it's not like... That's not a absolutely... Crazy running back season or anything, but this is about the time that I thought he'd be coming back from the injury he suffered last year at all. I was like, "What? What do you mean he's going to be ready week one uh, preseason?" That kind of took me by surprise. So, yeah, I think that's a very he good has, pick.
1: He has twenty five more carries than ETN yeah. thus far. It's,
2: and ETN, granted, also coming off of uh, his own injury, but still, right? Yeah, he suffered but it. ETN a full-
1: was supposed to be the feature back.
3: A full, yeah. And, and he, ETN suffered his injury a full season before James Robinson did. So he's had a lot more yep. time to recover and has not been as productive. So I think those are all good picks.
1: All right. That's comeback player of the year Theo Tick, Laramie Tunsil, Matt Nair, Rockin' James Robinson. Offensive rookie of the year. I think, <laughs> I, I kind of think this one's pretty easy. There's like maybe two guys you could pick for this, but.
3: There's more than two. We'll go ahead.
1: I think there's two. Damian oh. Pierce. Damian Pierce. You got to okay. give it to Damian Pierce. He's why? I mean, he's why, do been, he's, why, why do you have to give it to Damian Pierce? Why do you have to give to Damian Pierce? He's been every bit as productive as you know Theo. You were kind of the first one to hop on the Pierce train and be like, this I guy's wasn't a, the first one, one a really to hop good on running the, back." I wasn't the first you, one. You I didn't one of, really. You were one of the first. But as far you as were fantasy one of the first. goes, of all uh, of all like rookie of all rookie running backs uh Pierce has almost twice as many carries as like or twice as many yards as the second leading rookie rusher he has 313 Brees Hall has 178 and then it's like ETN. Or I don't even know why does he No, ETN's, fucking ETN's not, a not
3: a rookie he was ETN's yeah. not a rookie yeah he's a Ben Simmons rookie but he's not he's a, rookie. A
1: ben, he's a Ben Simmons rookie uh Pacheco is is kind of up there has 140 yards so that's kind of interesting to see, but 313 yards averaging over five yards a carry two touchdowns. He's been, you know, really, really good for the Texans. One of the few bright spots on that team. So I, I, I think he would deserve it. There was, I, I could see another guy getting it, but I'll see if one of you name it. Theo, who do you? Who do you have? I have another tackle. <laughs> I have Tyler
3: Smith. I have Tyler Smith Tyler as Smith. the best offensive rookie this year. Uh, Tyler, Yeah, for Dallas. He's, okay. He stepped in for uh, Tyron Smith. When Tyron Smith went down, I thought that was that was it. extremely <laughs> like bad for this offense. And I liked Tyler Smith when I watched him on film. I actually wanted the Packers to take him because they have such a track record of developing offensive line talent, but he was really raw and i thought it was smart of them to develop him at guard well he gained some confidence to kind of hide some of that rawness but when tyron smith went down he had to bounce out to left tackle and all of a sudden he's just thrown directly into the fire and he's held up like very well and it's kind of saved dallas's season that he's been as good as he's been especially in the run game he is so athletic his his quickness off the line um to to reach these blocks, like if they're running zone, he's got to cross the face of of defensive ends and and seal them off. And he's been doing that time and time and time again. He did it to Jonathan Allen last week. That's impressive. And yeah. he allowed some pressure last week. Uh, he hasn't been perfect in the past game, but he's been good. He's been solid, and I think all things considered, uh, the fact mm-hmm. that they had to throw him in there and he had to cover for this legend, and like so many things were going wrong for the Cowboys and for, for him step, at
1: quarterback right and, for
3: him to step up and play as well as he's played. I think that he has been the most impressive rookie to me so far. Um, there's been a couple. I think like I thought about Olave, who's top 10 in receiving yards overall (laughs) this season. London has been great when he's been targeted. Like you can just tell when you watch him that he's fantastic. Same with Garrett Wilson, same with Jahan Dotson, who's tied for first in the league in touchdowns this year. You know, the wide receiver class looks, looks very good right now. Uh, Pierce has been great, but I think when you, when you think about how Smith was rushed in and like how, bleak things looked for that Cowboys offense and and how he's looked I'm most impressed by him so that's my offensive rookie of the year and I promise that's my last offensive lineman that I'm gonna
1: (laughs) I was like Theo's gonna give MVP at this rate to (laughs) Andrew Thomas MVP (laughs) Andrew Thomas MVP um offensive player of the year is uh (laughs) like Jack Conklin or something um no Matt who do you have I'll take
2: Olave I'll take Olave. I I figured I
1: I figured one of you would.
2: Um, Uh, I've got to. Um, Yeah, Olave. And the thing about what's so impressive about him is that he. It's not like he is just like the surefire number one receiver there, or that their offense has even been that good. Which is why I picked him for offensive rookie of the year is because I thought their offense would actually be pretty strong. It hasn't been, but targeting him has been really great. He has just done, he's carried over exactly what he was doing at Ohio State to the NFL seamlessly. I think like we expected, Uh, he had that great play last week um, to get him back in the game. He obviously went for 150. He's just a ridiculous deep threat. Um, And there's maybe maybe receivers that are flashier than him. And I, I kind of think that Garrett Wilson has played better, but his he has had some horrible missed throws that have just killed his numbers. Um So maybe, or maybe not that Wilson's played better, but I think Wilson probably has a little bit better of a shot at, at beating Olave out here down the stretch, but I'm, I'm maybe. going with Olave yeah. right now. He's played fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Olave.
3: Good. Olave. So I just good. did my film breakdown on him and like his, he's just so smooth out there. He's and just that's so the good. thing. Like, He's just so solid and (laughs) like again with London and and Garrett Wilson sometimes London like London and Garrett will will have these like plays where you're just like oh my God and and Olave as solid as he is isn't quite like the, the dominant type he's just the the great I don't know if that makes sense he's like it's like Lockett versus DK both have very yep. <laughs> similar like production in that offense over the past couple years but when DK makes a play it's like oh my like oh my god but yeah. Lockett is is every bit as good you know like with with just kind of his ball tracking and speed and smoothness and yeah Olave if he hadn't didn't translate I don't know where the Saints offense would be right now uh
1: really it would, bad it would certainly be in they, a mud. Can't, they can't run the ball and like
3: Right. Like I said, Olave's top 10 in just yards for receivers right now. Not among rookies, just among everyone. So, yeah, I think that's a very valid pick. And I've got a lot of hope for a lot of the receivers in this class, but Olave's definitely been the most
1: productive. I mean, yeah, the receiving class just looks like outstanding, top to bottom.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all If you watch
2: football, you need FuboTV. FuboTV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games at 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash stay hot. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash stay hot.
1: Um, next up, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Are we all going to say the same person for this? I feel like yeah, I wondering. feel like that's pretty unlikely. You do? I feel like it's who? What, what do you think? Who's the, yours then? Who's yours? What do you think
3: we're gonna say? I'm, I'm taking sauce. You're taking sauce. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, he's
2: yeah, been. I guess I, 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 I should have guessed. I do that. not care I I... about the foot on the line. He's been live. <laughs> I'm taking sauce.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. If, if someone, if a receiver has to like toe drag like the greatest toe drag of all time to get a touchdown on him you know you could and they still haven't been able to do it like i would argue that his elite
2: press coverage has been forcing the receivers more to the sideline than they can handle and i will argue that very much but outside you know and it's it's there's so much drama over like him just keeping the no touchdown streak alive and it's like fair enough but uh teams do not throw to him nearly as much as you would expect them to for any any rookie cornerback so i've got I've got him winning it right now. Not that I have a super strong opinion about who should win Defensive Rookie of the Year four weeks into the
3: season, but I know Sauce has been playing really well and I've watched him. So. They've tried him a couple of times. He had a he had a great pass breakup on Mark Andrews. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a great pass breakup on Jamar Chase. So it's not like he has faced like complete nobodies week in and week out. And he's held up pretty well. There was one play that I thought maybe he gave up a touchdown. There was like a slant flat concept and he was on jamar chase originally and jamar chase ran the slant and scored and it looked like maybe he should have taken him in man coverage but it's they were playing i guess after the play they were playing banjo which is when like two wide receivers cross each other like within five yards of the line of scrimmage you have to pass them off and the linebacker mm-hmm. probably should have taken chase and and they both went into the flat so if you're, if he's, unless he's just straight up lying in the press conference, that one maybe looked like it was on him, but perhaps was not. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, he's been playing very well, about as well as you'd expect, like can expect a, a rookie corner to play. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been nice. It's been very nice. I think that's a very valid pick. Bladen, who did you have? Did you not have sauce? I thought that's who you were. I did, I did
1: not have sauce. I was not insinuating sauce. Even you've though he be, is a, you've got to be, he's a stay hot golden
3: boy. You've got to be insinuating the guy that I have. Then, who is it?
1: The say we'll say the same on the count of three. All right, one, three. two, three. Devin, Devin Lloyd. Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think
3: about Devin Lloyd, Bladen? What is what has impressed you? We, I,
1: I don't. I just don't remember like coming out of college being like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, in. This is almost like Micah Parsons last year. Micah Parsons I wasn't super high on coming out of the draft. And then he ended up being like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate as a rookie. And that's kind of the pace that Lloyd's on right now. Where, I mean, he has... He has like 38 tackles, six pass breakups, and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like what are we talking about? Like that's un that's like unreal for a linebacker to be having at this point in the season. I feel like the yes. al- I was I also I considered Tariq Woolen, right? But then I'm like that's all, he also kind of has the low expectation um thing going for him bit. where like he has he has two interceptions and um you know one was a pick six and he's been like solid but Devin Lloyd's kind of been head and shoulders. Above Why didn't you like him coming time. out
3: of college? Cause I, 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 agree, but I'm wondering what, what problems you had with this game.
1: Just, just couldn't tackle very well. <laughs>
3: That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I'm, and I, I, just, I remember we had this discussion last year where it was like, Oh, well linebackers have to be able to tackle, right? <laughs> Everyone wants coverage linebackers. You gotta, you gotta get linebackers that are in the trenches and, and tackling. Um,
2: I thirty eight.
1: He is thirty eight. He so. he
2: didn't he didn't perform that crazy qu- well at the combine, didn't he? Or he didn't yes, run like that. I was feel my, like that was he my had thing that on unicorn him, tag. His, it's like oh my god. There's and then it's like he runs like.
3: I think it was like close to a four seven. And you're like, can you be a unicorn and be running those numbers? <laughs> right. That was my, my concern. Cause I agree. He's been very impressive and he's my defensive rookie of the year. And he was someone that I was a little bit lower on. And the reason was his athlet. I didn't think his athleticism really popped on tape. Like his change of direction was just a little bit slow and his tackling form was really ugly. So I was like, I don't know when he fell in the first round, Everyone was really surprised, but I was like, yeah, late first round, that's probably right. But everyone else was right. Everyone who saw the versatility that he had, and he was a former safety in the background there in coverage that he had. Um, that's really what's shown th- through so far. Yeah. He has been super disruptive to the passing game. The Eagles, much like, um, much like James Robinson, uh, who you had as comeback player of the year, he's coming off kind of a poor game against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They really put him in conflict and really were just like, you, <laughs> Hey, rookie, but that's, uh, but that
1: is, that is the best team in the NFL. Right. With it's like it's, the best offensive line and two amazing receivers and a great, ja- t- like
3: <laughs> overall the Jaguars defense with the additions of Trayvon Walker, who's also been very good this year. And, and Devin Lloyd, they've been the catalyst to this kind of defensive turnaround that the Jacksonville has had. And it's just a bunch of mo- like very aggressive, um, and and Lloyd, I don't think his like change of direction or is is crazy great, but he's his no. body type is crazy. Like he's tall, he's got these really long Six arms. Three two yeah. forty. Huge, I don't know what his arm length <laughs> like. is, but I, I it's got to be ninetieth percentile. See where like you can find it. And he hasn't been like I don't think an edge. Ru- people were like, oh, he can rush a little bit off the edge. Was another thing that people liked about his college film. And he hasn't been do He hasn't been an edge rusher for them. Um, But he can do it a little bit. And he's just like the Jaguars, like their versatility up front, they just have all these different kinds of defensive fronts. Anyone can play anywhere. And outside of the Eagles game where they were kind of put in hell a little bit, especially in the second half, uh, the defense has been one of the top ones in the league, even still. So I, I give I give it to Lloyd um yeah. just because of the production and and the versatility that he has and what he allows them to do and in, in, in that front seven and
1: and yeah 33 inch arms
3: yeah that is what's the percentile there
1: i do not know let me see if i can find um,
3: at any rate it, i remember yeah. like looking at his <laughs> at his arms and being like those are pretty
1: profile
3: long um yeah 97th percentile wingspan is what he's got uh 94th percentile arm arm length he's yeah he he did a good job there uh his 40 time was 4.66 so nothing too crazy yeah. there um but you know overall he did perform decently well at the rest of the combine so maybe i overrated that a little bit uh but anyway, it's yeah, easy to be a sucker with the, game. with the 40 times, man. with the 40 times, especially it when it kind of backed up what I saw on tape. And I don't think he ran the agility drills. And I was like, what is your, I thought he would do a really bad job if he did, but it doesn't matter. Clearly he's doing, he's doing <laughs> well so far.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good at football. Doesn't matter. Right. Uh, all right. So that's defensive rookie of the year. matt got sauce. We've got Devin Lloyd. I wanted Tariq Woolen, but give it to Devin Lloyd. We'll go defensive player of the year then. So, we, which went defensive rookie? We'll go defensive player of the year next. Theo, or actually, no, we'll do Matt again. Matt, okay. Have uh, I have, I have Boza.
2: I don't think yeah. I think it's pretty tough Nick. right now through four yeah. weeks to pick against. I mean, well, he leads the NFL in pressures and sacks. He's coming off a game where he had 14 pressures, which is hilarious, dude. I thought that, I thought, I, I glanced at that. And I'm like, that must be his season total. Certainly. No. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, and granted, no. maybe his numbers are being inflated by this one absolutely ridiculous 14 pressure game. But Boza has been, Boza was a top five and a defensive player, probably his first season in the NFL, or he, yeah. at least top 10. Or like he, he has been, he is part of this, a tier one of edge rusher, uh, the number of moves he has and just like his power and agility combination. is just so difficult for people to deal with as, as long as I've known him, Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa have been unbelievable. Um, and this, this defensive line that lost a
3: little bit of juice is, is still just as good. And is as good as ever. Yeah. He's the best player on the best defense. He leads the league in sacks and pressures. And I believe he leads the league in double team rate. If you look at the chart, he, there's a lot of chip help that gets sent his way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to, I'm Bladen. Do you have Nick Bosa? (sighs) No, he doesn't. So I, I feel like it's tough (laughs) to argue anyone else. Like when you look at the production he's had and you look at the, the defense that he's a part of, it's, It's it's the best player on the best defense with the best production. Like Mm -hmm. simple as that. He's been the defensive player of the year through the first four weeks. I soft launched Nick Bosa, best edge rusher in football. I never actually made that video or gave that take. I was a coward, and I still like Miles Garrett and T J Watt. I had ahead of him, but it 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 really he really is like as good as Parsons, as good as Garrett, as good as as good as like he's he's in that tier with them, and he's he's just a
2: monster. When I was making my season predictions, I, I didn't pick Bosa over Garrett or whoever because I didn't want to have too many Ohio State players and I didn't want to get the hate for that. But Bosa Bosa is definitely one of these tier one guys and, and like you said, yeah, just the
3: absolutely. just the production is
1: he is. Yeah. He's great. It's,
3: he's been a monster. But Bladen, who is your defensive player of the year?
1: It pains me to say it. It really does. Um as a Browns fan, I don't even know if I can muster up the stomach to to say his name, but Minka Fitzpatrick has been a, an absolute freak. And, and maybe it's, you know, kind of a first two game merchant, but the pick six, and I think he has three interceptions thus far on the season. And with the loss of uh, TJ Watt, you know, that defense isn't quite... On the on the level that it should be, but Minka Fitzpatrick's holding down the fort by himself, and it, I mean he's just an absolute monster in the secondary. Uh, probably the probably the best safety in football right now. Over Derwin. Um,
2: <laughs> over Der. <laughs>
1: this guy <No! laughs> hates <Derwin> James. <laughs> over Derwin. I would. I uh, might agree
3: though. I might agree. Minka, M- like, Minka's yeah, he's, Minka's he's so damn him.
1: good. Um, he's just so hard to 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 throw against, and like. You know, I think about like Jordan Poyer's a great safety, and I I would take like Minka Fitzpatrick single like as a lone safety. I'd rather have Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, he can just do so much. He can fly all over the field. I mean, the athleticism is out is off the charts. He's just a monster do yeah, he's coming about.
3: off a great game against the Jets. Uh, I like and he's, then, he, it's, was it the, wasn't the, the game just the against, first the, game. The, the
1: game against the Bengals. I mean that that was like i was like shit man he might be the mvp after that game
3: (laughs) yeah he's he's been incredible uh targeting him uh looking at the epa per target for the safeties which is extremely dicey as a stat since safety play is like it's very hard to quantify exactly when they're targeted versus because it's it's a lot of man yeah right It's it's a lot of zone coverage but from the numbers I'm looking at, targeting he has the the lowest EPA when targeted of of any safety this year uh, at negative 14. Yeah, so I buy it. Yeah, I buy it too. I don't think he's it's allowed a lot of completion pick.
1: percentage of like his completion percentage allowed is 55. It's I thought you might say yard. I thought you were going to say Sertan. Yard. By the way, I Sertan was uh, number three. It was Minka Bosa Sertan, but I mean Sertan. If I can. If you want to hear hear a spiel about Sertan, Sertan has allowed literally four yards per target at corner. He was my That's, second
3: pick. I looked at that bro. and I was like, oh, maybe he'll be my pick. <laughs> and then I checked the pressure and sack. I didn't realize Bosa was just straight up leading the league in sacks, too. I thought yeah. maybe it was pressures. But I was like, oh, both and the, all the chip help that he faces and the fact that he's yeah. you know on the best defense. I think it's Bosa. I, there's there's been a lot of great defenses defensive performances this year uh Man, frankie Lovu, uh, hey, I,
2: if if i could get away with picking luvu i would i uh, think you can he should, I, I think you I, can I, you can't quite though he's been fantastic though and he, he isn't he, he should at least make a pro bowler be in all pro talks or something he deserves something for the season he's having right now he does yes
1: yeah Pat, patrick sertan does have a little bit of his his numbers were looking a lot better before the Raiders game because Devontae did have like you know over a hundred yards. I think he had like nine catches. So that
3: he made a couple kind of catches of, on Sertan, but Sertan had like perfect coverage. Would, on no, all of that's those what I'm catches. saying. It just like that's, it
1: just ruined it ruined the stat for him because last week I I probably would have said Sertan because his completion percentage allowed was like thirty eight. <laughs> i he think was, last uh, week he helped
3: was, i think last week helped his case i think he played amazing last week on, and on
1: like film yes but like on the stat sheet people are gonna pay attention more to the stat sheet when giving awards so that's how i'm trying to like I, don't, I feel like maybe those are gonna those are gonna no one's gonna be like the corner that never got targeted is winning defensive player of the year it just doesn't it doesn't happen yeah. Sertan's so. up there
3: too and 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 Micah Parsons is up there and even Max Crosby yeah. has been balling out. Uh, I think there's a lot more options for defensive player of the year than our next award, offensive
1: player of the year. There's only one option for offensive player of the year. That is not true. <laughs> that is true. No, that is that is absolutely true, Theo.
2: <laughs> you got I, Nicholas. I, I Jamal know. Shub. Yeah, I already know.
1: Talk you already know. <laughs> Nicholas Jamal Chubb, the best <laughs> running back in the NFL. He doesn't lead the league in yards. I know Saquon does, but he does have five touchdowns. You know who doesn't have five touchdowns? Saquon Barker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean Jamal Williams actually leads the league in touchdowns, so maybe I can't give it to him now. But Nick Chubb averaging five point seven yards per carry. He's <sighs> that's absurd. Arguable. That's an absurd stat. <laughs> that is like it is He's an nuts. absurd stat um to be like on 81 carries right like there's like cadero patterson's averaging oh he's gonna keep 5. it up nine nick chubb has and never averaged that's less what I'm than saying. five in his career <laughs> he's he can no. like this is no there's, fluke. there's yeah this isn't a fluke this is nick chubb doing what nick chubb does right and everyone's like oh he's behind the best offensive line he's been doing this his whole career he's been doing it his whole career even his rookie year when the browns had a bad offensive line Nick Chubb is one of the hardest guys to tackle in football. He's shifty. He's strong. He has a nasty stiff arm and he has incredible breakaway speed. There is just, he is the perfect running back. Everything that you could possibly want in a back, Nick Chubb has it. Every single thing yeah he's just a good blocker um <laughs> he's the best he's the best like yeah you want the football in his hands like he's, i get why like browns fans get mad at the end of the game when nick chubb isn't getting isn't when we're not running inside zone or like trap with nick chubb <laughs> i get it man i i'd give him the ball every play if i could you're you're right about all
3: of that but sadly he is not offensive player of the year. Uh, a different running a different running back is offensive player of the year. I'm just
1: glad you're not I'm just glad you're not giving him MVP that's all.
3: I thought about it. Saquon Barkley <laughs> is offensive player of the year. I'm going to read off some stats about the passing game for the New York Giants. They are <laughs> where they're at 5.9 yards per attempt. Five point nine yards per attempt. What was Nick Chubb's yards per attempt? Five point seven
1: on the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the ground, so five point seven.
3: Yeah, the Giants' passing is five point nine <laughs> yards per attempt. That's the second worst in the league. I think the Bears are worse. They have hit four explosive passing plays all year. Four. I think that's the worst in the league. I, off the top of my head, I would to the Bears are ones. near. Yeah, they've hit four. They have two touchdowns through the air and they have the second worst sack rate in the league, the second highest sack rate in the league. They are taking sacks, they aren't scoring, they aren't hitting chunk plays, and yet the offense has been all right and they're three and one. Why? Because despite the bad offensive line and despite the fact that no one respects their receivers or quarterback, Saquon Barkley is on pace. for 2,423 yards from scrimmage this year. (laughs) 2,423. His yards after contact is first in the league, and he has more yards after contact than all, but two other running backs have total, Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders. This is a good old-fashioned running back carry job. This is like, this is just no line, no receivers, no quarterback. You, we got Andrew, Th- like we're running Saquon behind Andrew Thomas and we're picking up yards after yards after yards. Like to me, that's the most impressive performance from a skill position player this season. Saquon is my offensive player of the year. I love what Nick Chubb is doing, but Saquon seriously, like if he keeps up this pace and the Lions are in the, or not the Lions, geez. The other blue team. The uh the Giants are in the playoffs like they are like, like they would be right now, and he, he picks up like well over two thousand yards total. Like you've got to vote Saquon for like just straight up MVP. Like that's one of the greatest yeah <laughs> it's one of the greatest like I,
1: I agree with you there running like, back if, seasons. If, if the Giants make the playoffs and Saquon has two thousand yards from scrimmage, yeah, he's the MVP.
3: Yeah. So and he's done it before he had 2000 yards from scrimmage he led the league in yards from scrimmage his rookie year. So, it's not like touchdowns. if he the burst is back, the tackle breaking ability is back. It's 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 been really really nice to watch this year Saquon's return. So, that's my offensive player of the year. Matt, you're nodding like you also have him. I also have Saquon Barkley for
2: very similar
3: reasons. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, Bladen. He's just Nick Chubb you, getting you carried by heart. a good offensive line. Hate to say it. Oh, He's not good, man. Carried. <laughs> getting carried.
3: <laughs> Never <laughs> in my life has <laughs> Nick Chubb would be uh would be Trent Richardson behind that Giants offensive line, I fear. Pretty much. Slow plotting.
1: No, no. Uh, no breaking. Plotting. No.
3: Plotting, I agree. Yeah.
1: No, Nick. Go, look back at look watch twenty eighteen Nick Chubb. You'll we're, talking,
2: see. This, we're we're not going back five years for offensive. I'm just player of the I'm,
1: year, hey, though. I'm 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 just I'm just saying I've seen Nick <laughs> Chubb behind a bad offensive line and he ran for like a hundred plus yards on three carries against the Raiders. So I do
3: remember that game. Anyway, I don't think he's a bad pick, and in a year where Saquon wasn't doing this, I think it would be an easy pick for Chubb. But sadly, Saquon is doing this, so it's gotta be him.
1: Well, whatever. It's who's child, the MVP? I fear. Who is the MVP? Matt, tell Matt, us who the MVP who's is. The MVP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's still Patrick Mahomes. I'm afraid he's still the no! most valuable. He's still the most <laughs> valuable player in the NFL. From what I saw the other night, like uh, against Tampa, you know, maybe maybe you could argue that through the first four weeks. Uh, Josh Allen has been slightly more valuable. And maybe Allen is the pick because that running game is so rough. But to me, you know, would I go watch Mahomes do so consistently? Um, I think he's still the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he had a pretty major change to his offense, and he still looks like the best quarterback in the NFL. So I'm taking him.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's still first in the league in EPA per per play by like a decent margin at this point. Uh, In a year where a lot of elite quarterbacks around the league are, Sort of having down or inconsistent years, Mahomes as per usual is lighting the world on fire from a from a statistical standpoint and from an from an eye test standpoint. I saw uh, yeah, it's like out. it's yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it's not like oh, it's not like Geno being number two in EPA or play or whatever. Where you're like, <laughs> like well, yeah, like, yeah well, well hey, I don't know about that. No, it's Mahomes. You're like, Jesus Christ, that was an amazing throw, like a couple times right. per game. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad pick. My pick is Allen, just because of the running rushing attack. Like they have the bottom, they have a bottom five rushing attack. Um, I think they have the worst rushing attack when handing it off because Josh Allen leads the league in rushing EPA right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That's that's pretty pretty funny. (laughs) He has, he has, um, he's picked up 15 first downs on 30 rushing attempts. The other Bills have picked up 13 first downs on 63 carries he's their best. Ba- he's their. For, best for i've only given it
2: to running backs 63 times and, and four games their oh, rushing right. offense really does suck man it makes me it so really mad is hor- he's their, it. he
3: is and it's been this way he's been their best rushing threat for three years and you know what that means he's due He's due. He's been the entire Bills. He's been the entire argument. Entire Bills offense for three years now. They don't have a rushing game. They haven't had a rushing game in like all the time he's been there. Like, to me, for him to just be like so much against the Dolphins, he dropped back 71 times. I know. (laughs) Like he is, he is he is everything, and they still have an elite offense. So to me, he's the most valuable uh like I think Kyler and Lamar are the other two quarterbacks in the league where like they are just everything. Like ev- the whole play call like and, and Mahomes slightly too. It's not like they have like a, a dominating rushing attack or anything like that. But I do think he has slightly more help than those three, uh, but Allen is the only one that I think is everything to his team. Plus, is also leading in an uh, elite offense right now. So, Eileen Allen, even though Mahomes has been the most efficient this year, um, I think, I think it's that's both valid. valid picks.
1: But yeah, you all know who I'm going to pick. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the damn league. All right. I thought the gonna last say time Lamar. <clears throat> <laughs> Hey, don't tempt me. The last time Lamar Jackson had a touchdown rate above nine, above nine percent, what do you think happened? He won, he won MVP. The last time Lamar Jackson had a passer rating above hundred, he won MVP. The last time Lamar Jackson had a, pa- a QBR above seventy, he won MVP. All of these things are currently true. Lamar Jackson leads the league in touchdowns. He is ex- the exclusive source of offense for his team,
3: even more so than Allen.
1: I would say like, he the, play calling, to be, the play calling, the play calling and the, receiving the, um,
3: core is even worse it, in Baltimore. Really
1: bad. Yeah, I mean the Ravens fans have been calling for Greg Roman's head for Since several, as long three. as I can remember. Oh my like, god! Like it dude. is. It has been a long tenured. Get Roman out of there from Ravens fans, and he's he's still there, and it doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson continues to cook. He continues to it's wild. I, I I've never My, seen a quarterback just like knock it like no one knows what to do. He just keeps doing it over, and he just keeps winning, and he just like the the Ravens sh- could have made the playoffs last year. And it's like, oh, well then Lamar got hurt. And it's like, well, is he going to be the same this year? And teams blitzed him a lot last year. And now teams are blitzing him a lot this year. And he leads the league in touch. It's like, what are you supposed to do?
3: My counter is this, I guess. Okay. If, if Lamar and Allen are both the source of all, like one of the sole sources of offense for their team and the bills offense is substantially better than the Ravens. The Bills have a better record, and Josh Allen has, I think, better numbers. What makes uh, what makes Lamar the MVP over Allen when it comes to carrying the offense? Well,
1: Allen has Allen does have more help. Like you, like we we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and pretend like Allen doesn't have more help. Yes, Allen's dropping back seventy one times against the Dolphins but like that's because they have a passing offense right I mean Gabe Davis might be better than every receiver uh, I won't say that he might not be better than Bateman but let's let's <laughs> let's
2: not erase Mark Andrews he does have gonna, one of I'm the not best racing Mark
1: and Mark Andrews is great Mark Andrews is great
2: the Ravens the Ravens are never going to have great receivers with 30. Lamar if they're going to throw it 25 times a game 30 times a game like it's it, it, I don't think that's Lamar's fault and I don't think it's the Ravens fault they're never going to go like should they go like invest in and digs and and Bateman and 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 Mark Andrews they don't pass enough to have it be worth doing that I would say that I know Allen has a higher rushing EPA Lamar Jackson is the most he is the better rusher rusher. right yes uh and I I think that's maybe like one, you know, it's one of the hardest things to game plan around. But I do kind of agree. I, I, I probably would take Allen at this point over Lamar.
1: Yes, and uh, I think among there, rushing numbers, Lamar Jackson is second in the league in yards per attempt behind DeAndre Swift, <laughs> who has yes. eight point six yards per attempt. Lamar definitely Bonkers. is. Lamar is the better
3: rusher than Allen. I would agree. The EPA is 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 one thing and, and it's worth looking at. And I think Lamar's probably up there in that, but Allen has yeah. been crazy efficient whenever he has decided to tuck it and run it. His volume's not nearly as high as Lamar's is in that area. I just yeah. think like, I think like him and Kyler, like him, Kyler and Alan, those are like the, like go do something cool, please. That's like their offense. And, <laughs> and Dorsey's that, yeah. a better play. Like Allen does have the most help. I think like Dorsey is a better play caller than Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman. Like, yes he is but like I mean the run game is just non-existent for Allen it really is just completely non-existent and like those that first week against the Rams when he was getting the ball out so fast and so efficiently and so accurately I think he has looked better as a passer this year than Lamar has even though like Lamar has definitely looked good as a passer don't get me wrong I I just think Allen Plus, Allen has the better record. If we're just looking at it through the first three weeks, Lamar's five hundred, and it's like, are you going to give an yeah. uh, uh, MVP? Like, if they had Huntley, they're one and three. If they have Lamar, they're two and two. They beat the Jets week one with Huntley, maybe, and with Lamar, they're two and two. Maybe. So it's like, how many wins?
1: But if, if the Josh Allen Steelers <laughs> lost to the Jets with where...
3: <laughs> quarter, yeah. quarter, quarter of the way through. This the is year, a, a really. A this is a really. Tough. <laughs> it's a little Small bit tough to say that. But, like, the Bills without Allen, like, it would be... I mean, I don't know what this offense would do. I
1: I kind of don't... I have no idea what they do. I wonder... I don't know how good the Ravens' rushing attack would be without Lamar. Not as good. Not not just because, like, obviously he's not running it, but, like, you know, Dobbins has been, what, 3.2 yards per attempt this year? Well, he's only played... I'm going to jump to the defensive JK
3: Dobbins. Played in two he looked games. good in the last game. Uh, yes, so, yes. Lamar is super valuable. We're we're splitting hairs here. I just think. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Lamar Please and Allen him. are both both good picks. I just feel comfortable that Allen is above Lamar in the MVP race after last week. Like it's it's a close difference. Yeah. But I think there like is like a Alan difference. Allen beat Lamar. So same thing like, with. And Mahomes, like. Mahomes, I also feel like has just a little bit from a play calling standpoint, but his offensive line hasn't been great either. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, those are the, the addition three. Joe those are the, nice. those we've are given the three,
2: the three MVP quarterbacks plenty of love. I'd agree that maybe Allen has uh, the running game bad argument in his favor.
3: Um, but so is the, yeah. yeah. So is the, the, the Falcon, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens and the Chiefs, when they hand it off, haven't exactly been like lighting it up Mm. either. These three, (laughs) these three are, it's just like, yeah, it's
1: like, go save us, please do something.
3: These three are the three. So, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That brings us to the last, which is coach of the year. And, uh, I think I'm going to be different. Also I'm going to be, I'm going to try gonna be different? to be different. Yeah. Okay. It. How are you, what, what you going to
3: say for the Falcons? I Ooh. just did my whole Kyle. I just ran the poll on Twitter where 60% of people said he was bad. That's peak fantasy football's impact right there. <laughs> Arthur Smith, the, the The Falcons offense is top 10 by every metric you look at right now. Every single one, whether that be points per drive, yards per drive, DVOA, EPA, like they are moving the football. They have a positive point differential right now. They've been in every single game that they have played. They're two and two tied for top of the division with the Buccaneers, with a roster that most people said would be the worst in football. I think they were probably the most popular pick to have the first overall pick. And instead, the offense looks pretty good. The diversity of run plays that they call and just how good they are and how good the offensive line has been, um, has been super impressive on any given play. You don't know what the fuck is about to happen to you when you're playing Arthur Smith. Like, Kyle Pitts, like, you may say, oh, he's not getting the ball, but like, you gotta think that he might, you know, he's crazy good. So like when he yeah. stays into block or when he and y- like you have to account for him, but he might not even be doing anything. So you're just wasting resources, you know? Like it just is you're you're wasting brain power, like trying to think of what he's gonna do, and then he doesn't do anything, and yeah. all of a sudden Zacchaeus has just caught a 23 yard pass on you or something. <laughs> like to have Mark yeah. Mariota, no depth at receiver, an offensive line that many thought would be horrible. And to have this kind of offensive output to me and to be in every single game you've played, like, to me, that's maximizing your roster. And I think, like, Sirianni has been fantastic, like, Mm -hmm. but like we've said, the Eagles have studs everywhere, you know, they have studs everywhere. Like, not to say he deserves it. Like, if he, like, if you guys pick him, I'm not going to say you're stupid, but like, to me, when it comes to maximizing, the, the roster and really doing everything you can through the first four weeks of the season. Give me Atlanta. Give me Arthur Smith. His play calling and game planning has just been out of this world
1: good. I don't think you're necessarily wrong for picking Sirianni either. Um, that's not who I was going to pick. Really? But Arthur, Smith is, Arthur Smith is an interesting choice. Against the Browns, we had held the Falcons to 10 points at halftime, and I was like, you know what? I'm 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 okay with this. I'm happy with our defense how it looks. And then, you know, the basically the entire fourth quarter all they did was run the damn ball. All they did was run the ball and we had no answer. We just could not stop it. Clowney and, and Gary were
3: out, so there's a little bit of a Yeah.
1: Time. <laughs> oh, who was selfish. on that defensive line, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> yes, that's valid. That's valid. But man, I mean we couldn't I, I would love I would love to see what the what the rushing stats were at halftime because I feel like it was just like the second half the, that um they just kind of exploded on the ground and we had we had no answer for them.
3: Did you see the mic'd up of, of, of Arthur Smith coming out of halftime? He went around to basically every player on their team and he's like, We're running the piss out of the ball in the second half. He's like <laughs> no! just letting you guys know Mariota threw a pick. Mariota threw a pick and then they ran it like 20 straight times. (laughs) He's like, what are we doing, man? They've got, they've got, you know, they've got Huel Jinkley out there on the D line. (laughs) And then he put, I mean, like literally, they put Huel Jinkley in hell after that.
1: (laughs) I've never seen just like a team just so incapable of stopping the run than the Browns were this past weekend. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate it at all. But no, I wasn't going to pick Sirianni as it's crazy. I haven't picked a single Eagles player. I know. To win, to win an award, despite them being the best team in the NFL. But that's the problem. They're too good. The team as a unit is too good. Um, so to like pick any one player as like the standout most important piece of that team or and, or like Sirianni is that it's just too hard. Even though like Hertz has been great, Sirianni's been great. I'm giving Coach of the Year to Doug Peterson. What he has done to turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars, outstanding. Right. The the and part of this is like you're coming from Urban Meyer, right? But I think that does play a role where like. Where, what, how this team was when you got it was a dumpster fire, a disaster. Like, no one was expecting this team to be superstar stellar, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, an elite run defense. They're probably going to have the defensive rookie of the year, whether it be Walker or Lloyd. I mean, they've just been so great. Trevor Lawrence has, has taken a pretty giant step compared to last year where he led the league in interceptions. Everything that he has done to this team has been a drastic shift from where they were a year ago. And I just don't think you can say the same for the Eagles and what Sirianni's done.
3: Yes. Sirianni took over for Doug Peterson, right? There was no one in between right? I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Not that interim, the guy before like so. Sirianni done a great job. I, I like the, the Doug Peterson pick even after the Eagles did like disaster class and it wasn't even disaster class. They lost by eight, but by most metrics uh, Jacksonville has still been a very good team this year. If you look at a lot yes. of the efficiency metrics and, and how they performed um, by DVOA, I think they're still top five overall in the league. So, yeah, the fact that they're, I like a lot of people are low on them after the Eagles loss and all the turnovers that happened in the rain, but I still think that they're an extremely stellar team. I think that they can still pretty. I think they can run away with that division and even, you know, make some noise in the playoffs, the way they've looked at this point,
1: it's theirs to lose.
3: Yeah. Even though they're two and two, there's a lot of teams that are two and two right now. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of teams that are two and two right now and they just ran into a buzzsaw in the rain. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I don't get that pick at all. The, the play calling has been great. Um, He's gotten the most out of a lot of the players on that team and, and, He's made things look easy. He's made things look easy for Trevor Lawrence when they have
1: one. So, right. yeah, not and that pick. As opposed to last year, everything for everyone looked hard. Yes. Every single position looked like they were fighting for their life in every single game. But, yeah, so I have Doug Peterson, Matt. I have Mike McDaniel.
2: I think that offense has looked incredibly Ooh. impressive. Uh, I think, you know, I feel like they're going to be perfectly fine with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they've just been really creative. And I know part of that is because they add a lot of talent on offense. Uh, but anybody could add a lot of talent on offense. Uh, not every team could use it the way that they are. I think they got some pretty bad circumstances that that caused them to to lose on, on Thursday night. I think they easily could have won that game. I think their defense has also been pretty impressive. Uh, so I, I just think as a whole, Mike McDaniel turning that team around and when when a lot of things have gone wrong in that organization it was easy for them to fall off but he's just such a good play caller and he's so creative and the offense is so fun to watch uh that it hasn't mattered and they've been able to push through it so i'm I'm taking him
3: yeah i don't think that's a bad pick either lots of good coaching performances uh Mm -hmm. throughout the league there's a lot of good contenders for this award right now but um yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of these picks. And I want to give Siri... We've talked a lot about Siri. I thought someone for sure... I think that yeah, he's the favorite right now. I thought no, for sure someone a, would probably, take him. He's definitely... he's, been a, incredible. he's won, been He's won four <laughs> games.
2: No one else can say that. And that's the no goal one of else being can a head coach, that. win games. And they've,
3: <laughs> and they've won in a lot of different ways, too. So, yeah, yeah. those I think those four are all good
1: picks. Um, I, I, like, I feel like I talk about the Eagles all the time, though. <laughs> I'm like it's it, like the thing about like the last game is like jalen Hurts's press conference after he's like it was raining sideways and we just got it done i'm like yeah <laughs> that did the 49ers can't say that it was raining sideways in that game they couldn't get it done lost to the bears right but the eagles just man they're just so damn good top to bottom
2: nico just posted his uh quarter season award predictions as we were recording oh, did this he? Yeah, as in, did he? Re- as yeah as an
3: honorary member yeah i'm actually looking member. at the same thing right now right now all right, all right
2: mvp but... is patrick mahomes good pick all right offensive okay. player of the year is tyreek hill
1: yeah, saquon, a little, better, sadly. A saquon better
2: little biased nico and, I but not... bo-
1: Le- nico and i both made the slightly biased pick i, I, I g- can't it. hate him
2: for that he's got defensive <laughs> player of the year nick boza right okay. offensive rookie of the year chris olave right defensive rookie of the year sauce Gardner. god bless him coach of the year
3: doug peterson
2: that's a pretty that's a pretty valid same wavelength
1: nico same wavelength
3: hill is the only only guy he said that we haven't mentioned and i believe is hill leading the league in receiving yards right now he may be pretty i think he is he's been pretty dynamic i just don't (laughs) think he's pretty he's been pretty damn good um I just yeah. don't think that yards. any other offensive skill position players yeah. put the team on their
1: back. Like, uh, like Siquan he is, has. he is seven yards, 70 yards above the next closest. Receiver. Yeah. Okay. I can't do yeah.
2: That's a pretty good. pick. <laughs> he's
1: pretty, pretty good. darn
2: good
3: too. Okay.
1: A- 11 yards per target. Yeah. <laughs>
3: he's been amazing. He's the best <laughs> receiver in the league. I I've said it and everybody's like, oh, he's, he's just fast. <laughs> You can't say oh, yes. that. Devontae's so much The formula. The only
1: receivers, there are only two receivers with above 300 yards that have. So there are 13 receivers with at least 300 yards. Only two of them have 11 yards per target. One almost has 11 yards. The one it's got to be it is, is it Waddle and Hill? Waddle, Waddle almost has. Waddle's ah. close. Waddle has 10.9. Hill has 11 yards per target. The other is T. Higgins.
3: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hill's Hill's been phenomenal. I remember I, in my lists, my top like running back and wide receiver list, I had Nick Chubb as the number one running back. How can you put him over J- Taylor? How can you put him over Henry? I had I had Anything. Hill as number one receiver. Oh, how could you put him over Adams? That's This is how. They're talented. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> just, they've got the deepest bag. I'm sorry. No, actually, Hill doesn't have the deepest bag. Hill he doesn't? just has... The, deepest, the best s- trick he has the, the best he has trick. the best trick in his back but um yeah anyway that's my little victory lap but yeah, I we got to talk about some of the games of week five
1: we have to talk about our game of the week and the stay hot locks game of the week we're not i don't think we really have to do draft style but stay hot locks will be draft style so we'll do game of the week first theo what do you think your game of the week is
3: uh, give me Bengals-Ravens. Uh, those are probably, at the moment, the two best teams in the AFC North. Well, the Browns uh,
1: the Browns have the division right now.
3: The Browns do have the division right now. And if they can hold it and Deshaun Watson comes back, they'll be in that conversation as well, most likely. Uh, their game against the Chargers is also pretty interesting to me. But... Last week, we saw the the Ravens are very blitz-heavy. They are extremely blitz-heavy because I don't think they have the front four to just get pressure with four. And that's just kind of their identity and always has been, going from Wink uh, Martindale to the defensive coordinator they have now. They're just a team that likes to blitz. Uh, that is the same problem that the Bengals faced last year uh, or last week against um, – Miami people were we were wondering if Miami was going to utilize that man coverage and utilize those blitzes against Joe Burrow and all these wide receivers. Miami did. It held up for a lot of the game, but it ended up burning them in the end and they lost. So, I am curious to see if the Ravens I think the Ravens will continue to blitz. I think the 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 Bengals offense will continue to be able to beat that, but it wasn't always pretty last week. It's, it's kind of the battle between two bad play callers and (laughs) good offensive and good players. And, and really the only good player on the Ravens is like Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. Uh, We might be getting Ronnie Stanley back though. I'll be interested to see how he looks against Trey Hendrickson. Um, I'll be interested to see the Burrow versus Lamar matchup. obviously, this was a matchup that the Bengals just killed last year because like burrow threw for like a thousand yards in two games against uh Baltimore last year, but they are a little bit healthier. They have a new defensive coordinator. uh can the Bengals continue to to uh, you know and enforce their will against this Ravens team and can hey, Lamar in jump the years back?
1: in the up until last year, Lamar Jackson had like a house and three kids yeah he had like a house in in cincinnati the way Fair. he just lived that he, man can he was La- the red lamar just get like- back
3: yeah yeah can lamar get back in the driver's seat of the mvp c- yeah. conversation with this win can they put themselves in the driver's seat of the afc north i i have my issues with the ravens right now because i do think it is kind of just lamar the defense hasn't looked yeah. great. There's been a lot of these miscommunications and they have to resort to all these crazy things. The rest of the offense outside of Lamar and, and Mark Andrews has been bad. So it, it is just kind of the Lamar show. And, um, yeah. it's, and, and on the, and the on the Bengals side, it's kind of the, the burrow show because of the play calling and the running game, not being able to get going. So, it's it, it's a fascinating matchup to me. I think it has heavy implications for the playoffs and the MVP oh, considerations and definitely. narratives and all that. So that's my game of the week.
1: Fair enough. Matt, are you taking uh Panthers 49ers? <laughs> yeah, that you can... I, That's
2: the game I'm the most interested to watch.
1: <laughs> is is Baker Mayfield against see, I wanna, Nick
2: Bosa. <laughs> I wanna see how bad that goes. I really though I can't I can't imagine a a worse Rules offense. last game. Rules, yes, versus versus rules last, last game. game.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take like go to go to the game. It's at a it's at it's in Charlotte. It's <laughs> I <laughs> live to, in Cincinnati, go... <laughs> so it
2: doesn't do me much good. I'll, but
1: we'll we'll get us we'll get some plane tickets. We'll go to Charlotte, we'll, and we'll have a a big sign that says "Rules Last Game."
2: Maybe maybe that's what we do. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, a lot of these games don't look that that crazy. Great to yeah. me. Um, I think. Yeah, Bengals. Baltimore looks good. Dallas Rams will be interesting. Maybe if Dak was playing in that one, but the Rams have looked really terrible. Um, Seattle Saints. I mean, either Seattle is going to have, you know, I I think Seattle wins that game. So I think the Saints move to one and four, and Seattle's has a winning record. There's a few. There's a few ones I'm interested here in, but Bengals Ravens is probably the big one.
1: I'm also a little bit excited uh, for Lions Patriots just because I posted a video um, a little bit ago or yesterday about who's the best one in three team in the NFL right now. Cause it's like the Raiders and the lions and the Patriots um, as kind of the, and I guess the, and the saints too are in that argument. Um, But I kind of think it's like the lions and then everyone else, just because of how good their offense has been the number one offense in the NFL, as far as scoring and yards goes, Um, they don't turn the ball over a lot either. And I'm interested to see like this, like how does Bill Belichick, like if anyone's going to stop this offense in its tracks, I feel like it would be Bill, right? Yeah. Like the mastermind of defensive game planning. If anyone's going to shut them down, it would be him. So I want, I'm I'm interested to see like if he can get, just kind of put them in their place or if they're just going to continue on their, their monsoon of an offense. Falcons Buccaneers of is one that
3: is very interesting to me. I talked about uh, Arthur Smith as a play caller and how good he's been and how it's been a top 10 offense. If they can pull out this game, they're first in the, like they take a commanding lead all of a sudden in the NFC South. And I think I, it's maybe, I just maybe, don't think they got I, the, the juice. To you don't do think it. they've <laughs> got the horses. You don't think they've got the I horses. Don't think, I don't
2: think they've got the horses. I think. I think I, I think I like Tampa Bay talent over Arthur Smith masterclass, but it's not impossible. What's the spread on that game?
3: Eight and I don't a half. know. Eight and a half. I think the Falcons can cover the spread. I think the Buccaneers win this game, but I'm interested to see what kind of fight the the Falcons can put up in a game that would actually, like you'd have to take them seriously if they win this game. Oh, you yeah. know, this is, this is one of the biggest games of the year for them, if not the biggest game of the year. So, there's a chance, I think, the Falcons and that offense make a bit of a statement that we have to take Arthur Smith seriously, and all of a sudden, that 40%, 60% split on if he's a good head coach completely gets flipped on its head. I think That's there's a, good a chance. That's a good point. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, think I just there's I, I a I do world think the Buccaneers where win, though. I think every I think so too, but everyone is just sleeping on Smith right now. On Arthur Smith in the offense right now. No one is taking it seriously. They're all just mad cuz Pitts isn't getting the ball. But I think they can make a statement and at least keep it close and be like, "Oh wow, they really can scheme up a scheme up." But you've also got Mariota versus like the greatest blitzing uh court like mind in the league arthur smith versus that's actually crazy arthur smith versus todd bowles are literally like two crazy mad scientists going against each other (laughs) it's the most like play action heavy like crazy run game offense in the league versus the most like blitz happy like crazy out of this world designed like pressure looks it's just gonna be every play is gonna look weird as shit And I can't wait to go and watch this one on the all 22 because every play that's Atlanta offense versus Tampa Bay defense is just gonna look so so much shit is gonna be happening. There's gonna be
1: so much like pre-snap movement. It's gonna be like motion,
3: (laughs) it's gonna be motion play action, rollout versus the Vez dropping into coverage versus Jamel Dean blitzing. It's gonna be like, what is going on? Pitts is gonna be blocking and Parker Hesse's gonna be like I, it's going to be like, what? <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. <laughs> There's going to be some some play where, where Jamel Dean blitzes and and Vea drops into coverage and Parker Hesse goes into a route and, and pits blocks. And you're going to be like, this is the opposite of what should be happening on a football <laughs> field. <laughs>
1: Nothing's going to make sense. Nothing's going to make any sense. Time... To do the Stay Hot Locks. That's what it's time for. And for those that are new, the Stay Hot Locks are basically this every single week. You get to pick as many teams as you want that you think are guarantees to win. If you are right, you get a point for every single team that you said would win. If you are wrong and that team loses, well, then you get no points for that week. So if you pick five teams to win, if one of them loses, you get zero points. If one of them ties, Bo, you get the rest of the points if they win. But you don't get it. counts as just a scratch.
3: Time. It counts as a it's, nothing.
2: It's,
1: it's just, it's, it's as if you never locked it at all. I right? was thinking
3: about that during the Patriots uh, Packers game last week. Matt. You had that <laughs> locked. I no, like, no, oh, I know. was going to be pissed It was, my it was first your only lock. Weeks. Yeah,
1: it's just. <laughs> So, But we all locked one team. Matt and Theo both came out with their locks winning. So Theo has two points. Matt has one point. The Lions I locked last week, they could not get it done against the Seahawks. So I still have four, but I still have the lead. So Matt, you still have the first pick. Theo, you have the second pick. And then I will have the third pick. We do a draft style so that none of us end up just picking the same teams. So Matt, with the first
2: pick. Bills over Steelers. (laughs) <laughs> it's a fourteen-point yeah. spread. It's a fourteen. Man. I mean, yeah. seeing a double-digit point spread, a, a, a two-score spread is pretty rare. Uh, and I think the the Steelers defense can give the Bills, you know, the what's two. But, um, <laughs> dude, like, <obviously, laughs> if if Kenny Pickett comes out and his first start and beats Josh Allen, the the I I don't know what rookie to tell the, you, the, man. We I might ju- have to up. We might have to update the rookie of the, the year. Right. Uh, it's
3: just <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just
2: a, a tough situation. I think the Bills defense is still very good and I think the Steelers offense is still very bad. I think if Kenny Pickett comes out with the same mindset that I'm gonna go test, you know, I'm I'm gonna be super aggressive. I think he's gonna turn the ball over a lot. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but um I'm not the biggest, biggest Pickett believer, and I do believe that, you know, Josh Allen is is him, so not to all i'm saying is jordan
1: poyer might jordan poyer leads the league in interceptions right now he might be he might be growing that lead after this game right it's just it's
2: just it's just an awfully tough ask we're talking about a team that's been labeled as unbeatable even though they have lost a game yeah uh, versus a, a steelers team that's lost their best player and is now starting a rookie quarterback i don't think i have to explain it too too much i'm going
3: no, yeah over i'm gonna go with the jaguars i think that jacksonville over like the texans don't look very yeah. good they don't look like they have much juice anywhere um not a lot of bright spots i do think that the jaguars are, are better than they looked last week and really they were in that game for much of it against philadelphia uh even though there were all those fumbles lamar uh not lamar uh lawrence is gonna look a lot better than he did last week I think they can get back on track. Uh, Davis Mills is one of the worst, if not the worst, quarterbacks in the league against the Blitz. And the Jaguars do like to dial up a lot of different exotic looks and and bring pressure. So I don't know if if Davis Mills is going to be the one to solve this. Um, and I, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are one of the league's better teams. And sadly, the Texans are one of the worst. And that's okay. The Texans just traded away to Sean Watson. They have plenty of first-round picks. You know, they have plenty of cap room. It's it's okay that they suck, but these are two teams in, in very different tiers, and give me the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, the pain of me not having, of always having the last pick is that Theo and Matt always end up taking the teams that I want to lock.
2: The good I ones. I really
1: want, yeah, always get the best locks. But I fear there's still some good ones. I'll take the Eagles over the Cardinals. The Cardinals are able to get a win against the Panthers, but the Panthers are... Lackluster on offense to be, n- <laughs> yeah. to be nice, to be nice about it. And Man, the Eagles awful. might have, the Eagles might have, the, you know, we keep talking about them. They're the best team in football, top to bottom, um, win in multiple ways. But yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Eagles to kind of run through the Cardinals. Yeah. Nothing really needs to be explained there. And then my next pick, I come back around. I'm going to take the 49ers over the Panthers. Same reason. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're gonna get Nick Bose had 14 pressures last week against the Rams offensive line. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we talk about talking about quarterbacks that are talk about, <laughs> we talk about quarterbacks that are bad against the blitz, bad against pressure. Sir. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he I don't know if he's ready. Is the Donald last time healthy? actually the last I, hold oh. on. The last time okay. Baker Mayfield played the 49ers, do you remember that game?
3: I Baker Mayfield stats don't think versus
1: that I do. 49ers. <laughs>
3: All on. the Baker Mayfield disaster no, Baker- classes tend to blend together. It was
1: Baker Mayfield. The last time he played the 49ers, he's played them once in his career on <clears throat> October 7th, 2019. That is almost a, that's almost three years ago to date. <laughs> he went eight for 22 a hundred yards and two picks and was nice. sacked four times <laughs> <laughs> nice. three
2: years ago. I don't know if that
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, shown so I'm much just improvement saying, since that
2: was, <laughs> yeah, just, well, I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm just uh, saying, you know what Aaron Rodgers did 10 years ago against Baker. Bar- I'm um, just
1: saying Baker's only played the Niners one time in his career and he went, <laughs> Eight for it's, twenty-two, got sacked four times in three. I mean, he's going to play like two picks. It's All not crazy. I, to I can think imagine that may it's going to be. Again. <laughs> that might be the exact same stat line to a T.
3: I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Raiders. I, I don't think they're a team that is going to go into Kansas City and beat Mahomes in the Chiefs. I just don't think they have the defense for it. Max Crosby's going to get his, but the rest of the secondary, like even last week, Mah- like Russell Wilson was able to get right a little bit. And the Chiefs defense has been playing pretty well. Um I don't think that Josh Josh Jacobs is just going to run them all over uh Nick Bolton and and company. So, I think that the Chiefs on Monday night can uh win at home against the 1 and 3 Raiders. I feel pretty confident about that. They've they've really yeah, had the really- Raiders number and I get it's a new coaching staff and I get it's a new um kind of a lot of noose pieces in that in, in Las Vegas right now, but I it's it's the Chiefs versus the Raiders, man. You just pick the Chiefs in that matchup. It's, it's yeah. you're you're very seldomly wrong in the Mahomes era there.
1: The only reason I I wouldn't I wasn't gonna pick that game is just because the Raiders have been even in their losses, they've been in all of these games. Yes. And I'm just like one of these days they're gonna pull out one of these close games. Oh yeah. They can beat so teams. I, I'm, I always, can I'm always, always weary of locking hunt. it. I'm always weary of locking again. I've been, I'm just weary of locking against them right now because they just, they're always in these games. Matt, do you have another lock that you would yeah, like I'll, to make? I'll
2: take the, I'll take the Packers over the Giants and then I'll call it. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 I respect. I I'm was wondering about if, that game. <laughs> that game is going to
3: be bad for me. If the, if the Giants win that one, um,
1: See, I'm gonna have to like jump them way up in my power ranking because then they beat a real team. I don't think the
2: Giants' offense. I'm sorry, Saquon Barkley. Please run behind this one offensive lineman (laughs) against a very, very, very talented defense. And uh, you know, I know the Packers' receivers have struggled, but uh, I believe in Aaron Rodgers, so I'm 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 taking them.
3: I'll say I think the Packers are going to win this game too. I will say their run defense has not been amazing and that's the best part of this giants team so there is kind of a strength on on strength thing here they're playing in london which where green bay has never played before oh I don't really know actually, i actually i thought it was a
2: home game for some reason yeah i'll keep
3: it though it's I won't it's be lame, it's labeled it. as a home game because that's they yeah. have to label someone as a home game but it is the early morning london game i'm a oh, little i think interesting person it seems It's just tough to win games when you have one of the worst passing offenses of the decade through four weeks, which is what the Bears are putting forward right now. The Vikings, they've been in some close ones. They almost lost to the one and three Lions. They almost lost to the one and three Saints. They haven't exactly looked like a juggernaut. And historically, it's a team that's struggled with the Bears a little bit. So, you know, I could see that one screwing me up. But at the end of the day, I, I do feel pretty confident that they'll win confident enough where I think it's worth a chance. So yeah, that's my last pick. And then I think that I'm done.
1: All right. I'm going to lock an underdog. I think that's, Ooh. <laughs> this is, this Ooh, is risky. Uh, this is risky, but I'm going to lock the Dallas Cowboys over the LA Rams. I don't hate that at all. I'm going to lock the Dallas Cowboys. over The, the Rams Parsons and D law versus that offensive oh, yes. line. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's is a mismatch. It's a recipe for disaster in L. A. And they just are the Cowboys actually underdogs. They're five they, and they're pl- five and a half point underdogs. That cannot be true. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it right now. Like, wow, it's it's literally only because Cooper Rush is the QB, but they're undefeated with Cooper Rush right now. They're undefeated with Cooper Rush, right? He hasn't been playing that bad. C. D. Lamb has still been getting his in. Um, the offense hasn't looked completely inept, right? We thought it might, and the defense has. The defense, is, the defense, has been yeah. really good. Trayvon Diggs has been excellent this year. Um, Micah Parsons has obviously been great. D-lo- like it's a, that's a really good defense with the Bar, addition yeah. Anthony Barr.
3: Donovan like, Wilson, Donovan Wilson, shout out him. I
1: yeah, think I, I think I'm going to pick
3: the Dallas Cowboys to win that game. I think locking they can, it. It's <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I honestly <laughs> do not hate it.
1: I I feel really like really scared for the Rams they just don't have like they don't have the explosives on offense and if they had like if they had like a a real deep, if they had Odell maybe I maybe I wouldn't do this because then I'm like okay well now they have a true deep threat but like the Cowboys can really just keep everything in front of them and they and they'll be okay with that um but yeah that, that'll Daniel, be my last I think you
3: just talked to your dog there I don't think you're muted <laughs>
1: but yeah i'll lock the cowboys and that'll be my last lock um so i'm taking the eagles 49ers and cowboys all nfc teams this week but uh yeah so i think that pretty much wraps things up um unless matt not Did you have fine. another? Uh, no, I, 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 I don't have
2: another lock. Oh, no. uh, I, I didn't. We've wanna... gone. We've gone through a half the games at this, point, <laughs> more than half the games. So I think it'd be pretty tough, too.
1: Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but that pretty much wraps things up. Tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. Make sure you check out Theo's all twenty-two. Uh, make sure you check out Matt's um, video, NBA video on the Hornets. Theo, what was your all twenty-two on again? Um, Arthur Smith and Arthur Kyle Smith, Pitts, and that's how the- right.
3: why Kyle Pitts isn't getting in the ball and why that isn't really a horrible thing for this offense, which has been pretty good.
1: We talked about Arthur Smith a little bit. You think he's the coach of the year thus far. Um, Everyone, if you want to hear more about why Kyle Pitts isn't getting the ball, um, go watch the All-22. And then I'm going to be playing a video or I'm going to be playing a a game of Madden with Justin Tucker at QB in online head-to-head for a video this Friday. But... As always from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, thank you all so much for tuning in and we will catch you all on the flippity flop.